Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Everyone loves TV Dad. On the next TV Dad, presented by Progressive, TV Dad explains becoming a man. Son, it's time we had the talk. Okay, TV Dad. You know, drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Oh, is that why my voice is changing? That's a question for your health teacher. Listen to your TV dad. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary. It's time, it's time. for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your host i don't know who this producer is kyle i i I don't know who's this guy i don't know but hopefully he does a good job says chris schubert under his name there so we'll go with chris schubert uh Looks like he's floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. They've got it all: NFL, Major League Baseball, golf, tennis, esports, combat sports, in-game betting. You name it, they have it available for you on a simple-to-use website that you can check out on your desktop or your mobile device. We do have a deal for you. Sign up today, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus when you use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero. It's Bet Online. And it's where the game starts. Happy welcome, Chris, back from the middle of the ocean day to Hey, Chris, I I do have a question for you upon your return. I hopefully have an answer for you. Well, and it it was very poetic that you returned today of all days. Okay, what do you got for me? Are you at all concerned about the New York Mets? Uh, considering we've recorded this episode after the Mets have won the first game of their doubleheader and they now have a half game lead, I am still in the same spot I was before. Okay. Not concerned about the New York Mets. You, you have a, you're unconcerned about a half game lead. Unconcerned. What, what was the peak of the lead? That was 10 and a half games at one point. Okay. And, and still unconcerned. I mean, whether or not it's 10 and a half or a half game, they are in the same spot they were when we had this conversation the last time. So no, unconcerned, undeterred. And we woke up, we woke up this morning and this was not the case. So, you know, I just wanted to touch base. I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but this has become a big bit where, you know, you, you are unflappable in your confidence in the New York Mets. And yet we have watched this lead whittle down for you for this baseball team that you are trying to rile Joe up about in April. Every can't year. do it. I can't get there. <laughs> I can't do it. I, what's going to make Chris so mad is when they win the world series and I celebrate, like I've been part of the journey, love them, you know, right. Give them my whole heart right. and I'll just share in the joy, just like Chris. Yeah, that would be pretty painful. Did you guys miss me while I was gone? How did things go? How did Henry do? Oh, some good. people, some people out there are saying that it could have been the best four or five shows ever in terms of production. There's a lot of people out there saying that. My my emails are running over. Um, respectfully, I know we did have a syncing issue yesterday. Oh no! So I know that 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 
But Henry Henry himself was awesome. But we did have the sinking issue with Riverside, our friends at Riverside. Well, I'm glad to be back. I'm back off of a boat and uh, takes on takes today because you guys are doing some traveling and we're not going to all be together again here Correct. Uh, by the end of the week. So we are going to be a, a different show on Friday. So we're doing takes on takes today. So my first take for you and somebody pinged me for this one. Take the Bears do early season bear things. And when the first game versus the 49ers, they start three and one with wins over the 49ers, Texans and Giants. But in typical Bears fashion, they end the season six and 11. Okay, so they said they win three of the first six. Uh, three of their first four. Three. They start three and one with wins over the 49ers, Texans, and Giants. If they're going to get them, that's the time to get them. Yeah, we would be Trey Lance's. Is that, did he start a game last year? I don't think he did, right? He he played. One? He played a little bit. Uh, season opener. Man, I don't know. I. You, <laughs> There's a lot of new with the Bears, too. Um, I don't think I they beat f- Sam Fran, but I think they could beat the Giants and, and Texans. So they'd be two I and agree. one, right? No, they because they play the Packers week two. So they'd be two and two. Um, I will I will fade the Bears week one against the 49ers as well. Same, same. But I, I'm in on the wins over the Texans and Giants. Let's take from the real tweebs. Take the Seahawks should you just officially move Jamal Adams to outside linebacker and use him in a role similar to how the Cowboys use Micah Parsons. Have Adams line up at linebacker or off the edge and never have him play safety again. This is a take, Joe. This is a take. This is a grown person take. Okay, this is spicy. I, I like I like the idea of an evolutionary role for Jamal Adams, right? I think you want him attacking, you want him blitzing. I like that, and I think you want him kind of uh, defending short areas. So I think you can evolve his role and get some production. I'm not sure that I would liken it to Micah Parsons because I mean that's a dude that has like a pass rush repertoire that can beat tackles, right? Like that's a different type of situation. So like I'm in on it, but also kind of not in on it. Yeah, uh, and I think just classifying him does it. This this is probably semantics, but does it really matter if he's classified as a linebacker or a safety if his is if his alignment's low in the hole? You know, if he's he's gonna play B that level defender, B level defender, regardless, like you could still be a sub linebacker and, and serve as a safety. I don't think we got to reclassify him, but I I like the concept. Uh, of continuing to find more and new ways to play him up on the line of scrimmage and near the line of scrimmage because that's where he's at his best, and that's what, that's what you do well is you find plays that accentuate your player's best strengths. You got a lot invested in Jamal Adams. The draft right, capital, so you got to make it work. salary, you, you better, work. better find ways to get him going. Let's take from Bailey. Take the Jets finish with a better defensive DVOA than the Patriots. The Jets, who were 32nd last year, get up to just outside the top 10 with additions like Sauce, DJ Reed, the top Whitehead, 10. and Lawson returning. Salah, I still believe, can coach, so I think we see big strides. The Patriots see a drop-off from fourth due to the loss of J.C. Jackson, leaving them with Jalen Mills, CB1, which is a massive downgrade in their heavy man system, also not convinced by their pass rush. Could he have just went with... The Jets will have a better defensive DVOA than the Patriots and left it there. Cause like I was I was like, okay. And then we had to start flirting with the right. top ten and and I was like, I don't know about that. He could have, but that probably wouldn't have gotten his take right on the show. Really? Wow. Stingy 
the, what do we got? Are you the takestro, the the take master? What are you? Uh, you know, well, let's workshop it. Let's see what the listeners would like to. Yeah, we need to come. That's a great idea. Let us know Chris's role in takes on takes. Like, what is what is that? The take what's, master. What's, the, what's his title? Yeah, there's got to be something better than anything I can come up with. I, I assure you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a pop culture reference that you would get that would get teeth, but I don't think we're there. Um, I'm. Here's the thing about the Patriots. Do you ever expect them to play in base defense, Joe? Their safeties are Duggar, Jabril Peppers, McCourty, and Adrian Phillips. They're always going to have three safeties on the field, right? They play that. uh, The second time they played the Bills last year, they played like six safeties on the field at all times. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen. I feel like we're going to see a ton of that. So... I don't know. Does that help or hurt their chances of not being? Because we, is it is it fair to expect the Jets will be a top twenty DVOA? I think that's. I think it's better than top ten, right? Let's right, so like we're, we're both selling yeah. top ten, obviously. Yeah. But if we just go back to the the core part of the take that says that the Jets will have a better defensive DVOA than the Patriots, they have more <laughs> dynamic players. The Jets do than the Patriots on defense and offense. <laughs> if you leave it at that i can take it I'll if take it. i i can buy it but it, it's it's because both are going to finish like 16 to 24 not because they're one's gonna be in the top 10 Braden comes through with a big take for us because you know we, we need spice here on the show he said take brian kelly will not be the lsu coach after 2023 oh my goodness mm. so two two and done Man, could you imagine? Well, as we know, uh, Ed Oliver, uh, Ed Oliver, hi, uh, the Bills play tomorrow night. Big game. Ed Ogeron. Uh, Ed Ogeron. <laughs> Everybody can tell where Joe's head's at entering, the, entering Wednesday. <laughs> Anytime Shut you can cross up Ed Ogeron and Ed Oliver, you know, very similar people. Hey, um, hey. <laughs> God bless it. Uh, Seventeen point one million dollars, right? That's what they're paying Ed O. What would they be paying uh, Brian Kelly for for that buyout? What are they going to have like thirty, forty million dollars tied up in a couple of coaches that aren't even coaching for them, plus whatever coach they're going to hire? Uh, it's just over a hundred million dollars over ten years. <laughs> so no, I'm I'm fading this take for. Uh, excuse me, it's a. a Bleacher Report says just over $100 million. SI on December 1st says a 10-year $95 million contract. (laughs) But comes with a number of incentives and critical notes on performance. There there has to be some level of commitment here, right? I mean, the hard part is it couldn't have started worse, right? Like, in all honesty, just the game, the the falling out after with the media, right? (laughs) Where where you see this stuff like, hey. The uh, media stuff's outstanding. Bro. Where Brian Brian's getting all sassy about being late and accusing everybody of enjoying their weekends, and <laughs> they, they said maybe if you win, I'd be on time. <laughs> Bro, it's insane. It's insane. I don't think Chris, did you see that when you were out floating around in the, the Atlantic I, Ocean? I, I did. When I was actually floating around, I did not get a chance to see. I saw what happened in the game. I did not see yeah. the uh, the shenanigans of the press conference. He's already crapping on his players. Oh, wow. Brian Kelly's being Brian Kelly. We're all so surprised to see it. What? This has, got, this has been this guy's MO for a long time. 
They got to be committed here. They got to. You told me it was $17.1 million. I said, tell me what time you want me to leave on what door, brother. <laughs> what was the other? Even Co- the Ray Charles part? Are you kidding? He's like, things Coach. aren't going well. He said, he said hey, things aren't going well. I said, yeah, no shit. Ray Charles could see that. Coach, <laughs> good, good to have you back on the show. Glad to see you. Go Canes. Go Canes. Go Canes. <laughs> I have another take here. This one from uh, Dolphins Grace. He's hit us with another one, and I did not see this when we first started the recording of the show. And so this one, Kyle, where's the poop hat? Is it nearby? Because you're going to need it. Oh, from Dolphins Grace. I'll be in the the cabinet. Another spicy take. Two AFC playoff teams from last year, the Steelers and Patriots, finished last in their division. After the season, both Tomlin and Belichick retire. The Steelers mm. promote from within and make Brian Flores their head coach. Oh, the Patriots wow. then hire Bienemy as their head coach. Just get this it out, and, and there it is. That's how it's all we needed to do here. Can can I go here with this? Because you can do it, Joe. You can do whatever you want because Kyle and I are not participating. Can, Kyle, can, and I'm sh- can you hear me? By the way, <laughs> yeah, I you can sound great, Kyle. Sound great. Best you've ever sounded. I, I got an. It's another mic pop. Yeah, you, there, surely no wind will break. <laughs> Uh, Cal, did you see the stuff uh, that came out recently about the Dolphins last year and and um, Mike, excuse me, uh, what the heck is this? Brian Flores making the players give speeches to the rest of the team to be voted on to be a captain? Did you yes. see this? Yes. I'm selling that big time, bro. I'm selling that all the way. No way. Yeah, they 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 had to stack the deck in whatever way possible so Brian could rig the captainship so that he could get Jesse Davis and Mac Hollins representing the team <laughs> as captains. And not Tua, right? Especially not right, Tua. Not Tua and especially not Xavier Howard, who did not get along well with Brian at all. And X is not a man of many words. You ever hear Xavier Howard do a presser? It's um, Is he captain this year? He is a captain this year for the first time and in his Tua. career. Yeah. And Tua. Any other like uh, sour, like leftover players that are captains that should have been that are like, that's kind of a fun storyline. And I thought he liked, I thought the defensive players liked him. I didn't, I didn't realize Xavier Howard had beef with him. Oh no. That, that's the whole, like where he flirted with like requesting a trade a couple yeah, times. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, so the captains are Tua Tungvaloa first time, Tyreek Hill first time as a member of the Dolphins. Teron Armstead, obviously first time as a member of the Dolphins. Christian Wilkins for the first time. Oh, really? Elan and Roberts uh, for the third time as a member of the Dolphins. So he's been a captain every year he's been here. Xavier Howard for the first time as a member of the Dolphins. And Javon Holland for the first time. Wow. How cool is that? Javon Holland, man. Stud. I wish he didn't Absolute play for Absolute stud. I, got, I, I just wish he didn't play for the Dolphins. You guys, you got three of my guys. You got Wilkins, Holland, and Waddle. Like three of my favorite prospects. Man. Good. Last I checked, you were still the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl this yeah. year, so go cope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this take from the sports nut, take DJU will be at Oklahoma next year. Oh, wow. No way. Why would Oklahoma want him? Well, they got the connection with... Um, I see it. Brent Venables. Venables. Just get yourself a D- Dylan Gabriel every year or something to recruit somebody. I don't yeah, know. I'd, you... I'd rather have a guy who can yeah. pass the ball with consistency, right? Yeah, dude. You don't want to mess with that. That He's broken, man. He's broken. So, pass. Interesting. We have staff takes. We have a take from Kyle and a take from Jamie that we need to get to here on the show. Kyle Krabs? Yeah, Kyle was... 
Guy it's was news to me. jokingly ripping the ESPN FPI rankings and put take in front of his complaint in the oh. <laughs> Discord. Yeah, go ahead. You were not a fan of the Cowboys being the favor to be the number one seed according to the FBI FBI rankings. Yes, this is again. Joe. Have you seen the, the ESPN F football power index this year? No. The, okay, the Cowboys. Hold, buckle up. I'm going to take you for a ride here. Okay. Is this so, college football or pro football? What is this? This is it's not Oklahoma State. It's the what? Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, see, they changed it. This has changed since two days ago when I griped about this. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are now the number one NFC FPI. Although I guess it it would probably be uh, projections and not just the raw FPI, but that would require me to use a tab that works because everything just shut on my other computer. So yeah, we know, we, we know how you and technology work well together. Okay. We can just, we can just move on. We can, I'm just coming back. I'm coming okay. back to it, Chris. Go ahead. You can move on though. So Jamie had a take about the jets. Take nope, Michael I got Car- it. I actually got it. I actually got it. I actually got it. I actually got it. <laughs> Jokes on you. Uh, ESPN's NFL FPI. Uh, hey kiddo, make it yeah. a cameo here on. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, battling on. Finally, we got a da- a good guest on the show. It's been Who a while. Who you got there? Who's who's in your hand? Monster Inc. Yes, it's Sully from Monsters Inc. Her absolute <laughs> favorite. What a moment! Give her a hug. Give him a hug. And say Aww. hi to everybody in America listening to the show. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. Okay, <laughs> you go play, and I'll catch up with you later. There you go. Wow. If you imagine not watching the YouTube version of the podcast. <laughs> Easily a top five dudes moment of all time. That Dude, is she unbelievable. Came like a bat out of hell. Boo. <laughs> she handled it in stride too. I mean, Monsters Inc. saying hello. I mean, he got to hand it to her. Yeah, so she I don't I don't know why my child, who's like gonna be two in December, is so obsessed with Monsters Inc., but she loves so me and my wife are gonna be Sully and Mike. Oh, wow. uh, from Monsters Inc. and she's going to be Baby Boo for Halloween. Oh, phenomenal! And and draft dudes alum Madeline Krabs. Madeline Krabs. Let's go. Put her on the list right there with Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I, Chris wrote her down <laughs> too. He, he wrote something down, so he he wrote it down. So anyway, <laughs> NFL Football Power Index from ESPN. They take the rankings right, and then they they run the ten thousand simulations to give you like your your average. Record. The Dallas Cowboys are projected to have the best record in the NFC, according to Football Power Index. The Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills are projected to have the best record at 11 and 6. And never mind the fact that 11 and 6 is never going to be the best record in, in any mm-hmm. given season. But the top five records Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, Los Angeles Rams, LA Chargers. Chris, it has the New York Jets as the worst team in football. Sounds about right. Man, I feel like these are kind of off. These these so, sound like the the simulations that you know, what was that one thing where uh they ran over a hundred thousand simulations and there was never a season where Josh Allen led the Bills to the playoffs when they drafted him. Was it is it like those simulations or <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just it, it's egregious <laughs> to me that to sit here and first of all, every team is between five and a half and eleven wins. Yeah, it's soft. So, I don't know. A little bit more teeth, maybe. Mm, um, man, I'm not a fan. Dallas Cowboys, 
Uh, 70% chance to make the playoffs, 44.5% chance to win the NFC East. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have a 52% chance to make the playoffs and a 26% chance to win the NFC East. I have a double take from Tell if we would like to move forward. Sure. Take one. The University of Texas will have two running backs taken in the first four rounds of the draft. Second take. Kyle Pitts will be the first tight end to actually get the wide receiver franchise tag. Uh the Kyle Pitts one, I mean, he he does kind of play receiver. I I can see that, right? There's but so there's does gonna... Mike Gusecki. Oh, and he didn't get it, and he did not get it. He's on the roster as a tight end. I don't think he gets it. Yeah, if Gusecki didn't get it, then I don't think Kyle Pitts does. Yeah, um, Rashawn Johnson's the other good Texas running back, right? Have you seen enough of him to to like comment on? Uh, him being a top I've four seen enough guy? to know that he's talented. He's yeah. definitely talented. Let me get the poop pad out of here because we're we're not talking about that anymore. Um, it was just University of Texas, right? Correct. Four players. Uh, two they will have two backs. running backs drafted in the first four two. rounds. Drafted, Got it. Four rounds. Got it. Uh, yeah, I can buy this tape. I can absolutely buy this tape. So um, one for two on the ones from Tell. What's the one from Jamie Eisner? Yeah, I was going to get to this one. This is a Jets-related take. We were talking about the Jets a little bit earlier today in our staff meeting. Take Michael Carter finishes with more yards from scrimmage per game than Brees Hall this season. Yeah, I'm taking it. Taking it. Yeah. Buying all of it. Talk about it, Joe. Uh, better player. Yeah, better player gives you um, – a little bit more time on task with the team and the system. Um, just feel better about his ability right now to navigate space in the NFL than I do Brees Hall. So, Chris, what's what's your temperature for Brees Hall right now? Uh, I am of the belief that it is going to be a 60-40 split in terms of when they are on the field, and I believe Brees Hall is going to be the 60% and Michael Carter will be the 40%. So do with that so information you. what you will. But I am of the belief that uh, if I had to buy or sell this take from Jamie, I am going to sell this take because of what I believe is going to be the usage for Brees Hall. Hey, we will real quick. Uh, is it about the Jets and their starting quarterback? Because I really don't it's, want to talk about it. It's, it's not, Chris. I'm not trying to bury you on your first day back. It's about Lamar Jackson telling reporters that his deadline to get a deal done with the Baltimore Ravens for this year is Friday. I think we all I think we all knew this. He said he was not going to negotiate into the season. And so since the since Saturday is going to be a travel day, Friday felt like the last day for them to be able to get anything done anyway. Well, he publicly stated it. Now. Oh, okay. So, so then there we go. Yeah. They're going to uh, get a deal done. My hot take. There's a take for it. Really? Wow. That's a take. That's yeah, a take I, for takes yeah, on I, takes. Yeah, I've been I've been on this bandwagon for a while. I think they get a deal done. I don't think they want to let this linger into the point where they don't have Lamar uh, locked up long term. I do not think they do. I Joe, do you think who, they do? Uh, I I think they man before the season. Mm. I want it for Lamar, right? Like, I think there's a lot that can go into his value right now and where the quarterback market is. Like, I would, I would want to get it done. Like, I just, I don't, I don't feel like I know enough about how far away, how far apart they are in the negotiations in terms of years and money. I, I just, I don't know. There's, there's layers to it that I, I don't know. Um, Lamar's been pretty transparent with fans. Um, 
commenting on the the negotiations based on what's reported and and effectively disputing some of what has been reported has actually been offered to him. I don't feel like we don't really see this happen with quarterbacks, right? Like they, they get done, right? Nobody farts around like this. Well, Lamar's in a very unique situation because he's representing himself. Well, hold on. I mean, the Dallas did this with Dak Prescott. Let's let's be fair. I know that was the one name, but like everyone else, like they take their quarterbacks, take care of their quarterbacks early. Well, you know that the alternative here is for Baltimore to do exactly what Dallas did with Dak and franchise Dak. So it's like, so it's like, that's the easy example because that's what the alternative is here. Did you did you guys see Steve Young's rant about Lamar Jackson and how he's capable of so much more than what the Ravens allow him to do and like his the questions that still exist somehow about like him as a progression style passer and being able to really like be a, a win in traditional ways in addition to running the football like is handcuffed because of being with the Baltimore Ravens like that was kind of eye opening to me because I've I've we've always kind of took the position of they've really allowed him to be himself, but also is there a part of that? We're not talking enough about that. There's also ways that they've restricted him and allowed questions like this to linger. Yeah, I certainly think there there's a chicken and an egg debate with Greg Roman and, and how he structured the offense in Lamar, right? It's a question of, is that what they do? Because that's what Lamar has shown them that he's mm-hmm. most proficient at. And they don't want to put too much on his plate or is that what they do because they don't believe he can do anything else and he's not being given the chance to show it. And like, I don't think you'll, until you isolate one of the variables, I don't know that you'll ever know. Right. But I wonder how much of that Lamar's thinking about. About being here versus right. Like, do you think getting an opportunity to play elsewhere, especially thinking about the longevity of his career, right? There has to be some involvement. Right, because you've always seen it from from the guys who are dynamic with their legs uh, as they get older, if they have staying power. Mm-hmm. Think about Randall Cunningham, right, and how he grew as a passer. Think about Michael Vick and what yep. his evolution looked like as a passer. Um, and the other side of that, like the Cam Jets Newton side of it, Michael Vick. That's right. The Cam Newton side of the the equation where he. And probably more injury related, but he didn't have that piece of the pie to continue. Yeah. And right now we have we live in a world, Kyle, where Geno Smith is a week one NFL starting quarterback. We live in a world where Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, but Cam Newton st- doesn't have a team. And and I understand why, but I think it's also because. Right. He the, didn't but, evolve. The, but the why is because. Yeah that he was always just used as the short yardage back in the Warhammer in the running game, in addition to what he did as a passer. It's very fascinating stuff. Um, I don't think they get a deal done. We'll see. I don't either. Uh, um, Before Friday at the very least. And I would not be surprised to see Baltimore just hit him with a franchise tag and and try this again next offseason. But uh, time will tell. We now know the formal deadline is Friday. Uh, Thanks for friends over Bet Online for their continued support of the show. We hope everybody enjoyed. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, make it a great rest of your day. We will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. 
while you are at it. Help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.